Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maddie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose, one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are going to live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal, and we're going to get after it starting right now. All right, this is the part where I get to give you a huge virtual hug and thank you for reviewing this show, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This comment comes from Kristen Michael. Kristen says, Maddie's positivity and zest for life make her podcast engaging and fun. I love hearing from her. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen. Uh, Your review seriously makes my heart happy. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review and I would love to give you a big virtual hug on a future episode. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys, you're in for a treat today. I'm interviewing Jessica Butts, who has been in my world on the outside for uh, years, years and years and years. And I'm finally meeting her in real life, Zoom life, (laughs) and going to talk about all sorts of amazing things. So welcome to the podcast, Jessica Butts. Thank you so much. It's funny, all the things that happened before we hit recording, but we basically came on, saw each other's faces and we're like, oh my God, I know you. Like it's just the name and the face on social for so many years. And so it was so delightful. I opened it up. I was like, oh my God, I know her. I know you like, this is great. I know. I know. I love it. I feel like I know you as well. That's the best. That's why I love social media. I was just going to say, there's a lot of shit talking going on about social media media, but these are the times when I'm like, this is why I love it because like, we're like kind of friends and then we'll actually be friends after this because we've had this combo and we would have maybe never met without it. So I'm I'm with you. This is why I love it. I love your authenticity on social media and we'll get into that, but that is definitely why you've been invited to this podcast and why I continue to be drawn to you. And I cannot be the only one. So why don't we just on that note, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us about yourself personally, Mm -hmm. professionally, and what you're really excited about right now. Yeah. Thank you, Mari. So I like, I I mean, I think I'll keep it into the living on purpose Mm -hmm. and going from default to purpose. And uh, that's a huge part of my story. So I'm a former psychotherapist, ENFJ and Myers-Briggs expert. And I've been using type for, well, since my very, very first job out of college, it was the first thing I did. We had this type person come in and it was like, oh, like Jesus was talking to me. I was like, oh my God, I get this. And and it ended up being my life's purpose. Like I've been doing it since that day I was 21 years old. So I've been doing it for 27 years. Holy shit. Um, Is that right? Is that the age I am? Yes. No, Mm -hmm. I'm not. Anyway, whatever the math is. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I am a very strong intuitive type. 
I am very much uh, a weirdo, a wizard, a think outside the box, creative mm-hmm. soul, woo. Um, it's primarily the women that I work with are intuitives because we live in a very sensing world. And so the world is set up by muggles for muggles. Um, and so the outside world is very set up for nine to five jobs, scholastic learning, um, kind of living um, an orthodox life. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. And there's just different types, but people don't know that. So I guess that's my story is I, by default, Mm-hmm. Uh, went into this very S life, right? I just didn't know why I was weird. I didn't understand why I was weird. I was raised by S parents, my sister's an S. And then lo and behold, you know, I met my husband uh, when I was 20 and he was an S. So, and then I went into corporate America and my entire life felt wrong. Oh. It felt wrong. I felt like uh, an alien. I describe it a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I felt like this is not the life that I was supposed to be leading. I was super uninspired. I was drinking too much. I was eating Mm -hmm. too much. I was numbing out because I just felt, God, it makes, it's weird. I'm like getting choked up thinking about it. It's such a trigger, right? It's such a trigger. I was so unhappy. And I just didn't know why. Like I looked around at my life and I'm like, I've got the perfect, you know, in air quotes. Yeah. I've got the perfect husband. I've got this great job. I'm making a lot of money. I'm traveling. I'm supposed to be happy. Yeah. And I just couldn't figure out. I mean, for those that are Christians, like I was a Christian, I was doing all the freaking things yeah. you're supposed to do. And I was like, what is wrong? What is wrong? And so that's when I realized. I was, I mean, a little bit later in life, like 35-ish, that I just said, basically, fuck it. Um, I'm going to go back to graduate school. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing this anymore. I don't want to live in corporate America. I don't really want to be married to this person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live this life. Like I basically at 35 thought I can't live another 35 years like this or however Mm -hmm. long I decide, you know, the God universe decides I get to be alive on this earth. And so I basically went from default to living on purpose. And that was not easy because I literally had to say, fuck it to everything. You had to burn it off. uh, Yeah. I left a super lucrative uh, HR career and left a, you know, a super hot husband and left (laughs) this beautiful, humongous life. And I just said, my sanity and my happiness and me getting to live the life that I want to live, which is not 2.5 kids and not a white picket Mm -hmm. fence. Not that there is anything wrong with that, but there's 25% of the population that doesn't necessarily want that. And we live our whole lives going, what is wrong with Mm -hmm. me? So that's what I did. I left, I went back to graduate school with $0. I left my marriage kind of right around the same time and started a psychotherapy practice. And I became a therapist and I had many like on my knee moments of like, what am I doing? Oh my God, I'm broke as a joke. How am I going to pay my rent? I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, in no time at all, I had a full practice and my life was thriving and I started this whole front seat life thing and it's 10 years ago. It's been like this unbelievable journey. Wow. So there's wow. my story. So yeah. there's, thank you. So I can, I feel like I just wanted to <laughs> like 
press record, which I've done. <laughs> I'm checking and then just let you go because this is so brilliant, so inspiring. And it makes me weepy as well for the women who are still there, for the women who are still looking at the outside going, what is wrong with me? I was literally, I was just on a coaching call with a gal and she doesn't have a system set up or her system's not working for her. And in no part of her mind, did she blame the system? Mm. She blamed herself. Mm. And it's once we Mm. can get in that space of, it's not us. Yeah. It's just a different system needed a different, all the things needed. And I need to be, we just, let's like, like put an exclamation point on this for the listeners is that just to be super clear, 75% of the population are what Myers-Briggs puts into a category of S's. They live in a concrete world. They live in a world where uh, structure and um, systems and uh just data and spreadsheets Mm -hmm. and living in the here and the now, like all of that uh, routine. That's a really Mm -hmm. good word for it. Like just every single day can kind of be the same. Mm -hmm. That to intuitives ends on the Myers-Briggs scale is death. Mm -hmm. And I get really like, people are like, really? I'm like, well, once you're in it, you know, Mm -hmm. a slow burn death. It is exhausting. It is you questioning your sanity because we are built, whatever you believe in, by God, the universe, we come out of our mamas a certain way. Type is innate. And then what the world does is the world gets a hold of us and tells mm-hmm. you, Mari, you're weird or whatever your client, right? The systems that work for 75% mm-hmm. of the people do not work for us. And so what you just said is so true is that it's not about that system. It's about how can we figure out how to build our life into a world built for us or built not for us because we are, Mm -hmm. we are different. Therefore, number one, we have to learn this about ourselves and then we have to design our life around us. And that is why I love your tagline of like from default to purpose, because I think my story is like so many others is we don't know any different. It takes Mm -hmm. us until we're 25 or 35 to go, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why is this not working? Why am I trying to build my business? Like Amy Porterfield, who Mm by the way, is like an ISFJ and that does not work for intuitive. So her like super buttoned up, I'm going to do a webinar, but like super scripted doesn't Mm -hmm. work for 25% of the population. Yet we have to learn that. I think marriages are different for us. We are super like, we need freedom and independence and variety and like all, you know, we're very wanderlust kinds of people and we need just all these different things in our lives that 75% of the population don't. And therefore we go through our lives judging what is wrong with me. Why I can't, I figure this out. Why can't I do this webinar like this? Mm -hmm. Why do I need, you know, constant newness in my marriage and with my children? And the answer is there's nothing wrong with you. Just have to learn that you're different. And it is also our greatest asset. Yeah. So I'm an ENTP. So I'm like here for, 
care for all of it. And everything yes. that you're saying is res- is totally hitting home. Yeah. And as my listeners know, the, it took me burnout, right? It took me absolute panic, anxiety, emergency room to open my eyes to, it's not me. I'm fitting into this, this corporate box that I was, like you said, and literally slowly dying. And it took my body saying at time out, you're done. You're actually done. We're changing. You cannot continue this way anymore. Wow. What happened to your body? I don't know the story. What happened? So fitting into the box, I was successful, had all the money, had the insurance agency, had the kids, had the marriage, had the things. And I was working really hard, checking all the boxes that everybody Apparently the S's may be lined out for me. Yes. So I, I fit into their box. Yes. I'm sitting at work just on a normal routine day. Yes. 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 And I felt it come up and I thought I was having a heart attack and dying. And I went to the hospital. And the interesting thing is I called my husband on the way there and asked for help. And it was the first time I had asked for help in 10 years. Oh my God. Because, because I was suppressing all this like, is it me? What's wrong with me? I'm not happy. I should be happy. Why would yeah. someone judging themselves that way ask for help? Yes. Why would you reach out and say, yeah, I feel, feel off. Yeah. Yeah. So, and being able to look around, right. Everything was perfect. I've got this great job. My husband's all the things are fine yet. Why do I not feel fine? And everybody looks to, oh, maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's depression and maybe it is one or a combination, Mm -hmm. but quite honestly, it might just be that you're this different type. So Interestingly enough, as an ENTP, each of the dichotomies has a marginalized type, which means you just don't fit in. Mm. You're suppressed. The world is not designed for you. So the world is definitely designed for extroverts because, you know, just look at our social media world. Mm -hmm. But intuitives are super, super rare and marginalized and misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Thinking women super marginalized. You're only 25% of the population Mm -hmm. as well. Marginalized, misunderstood, just not understood by other women specifically. Mm -hmm. And then the P is actually 50%, but we also live in a very structured world, right? There's meetings and you got to be on time and the kids got to be here at a certain time, which your preferred way of being is, yeah, can't we just figure this out as we go? Like, let's just fly by the seat of our Mm -hmm. pants. Why are we so uptight Mm -hmm. about all of this? Yeah. So Tom's all like, what's happening for Thanksgiving? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening for Thanksgiving. (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. November's yeah. coming. So an ENTP is, yeah, very rare. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to know. So for our listeners, the number one tip you said was learn this. And I'm, I'm a, I think I'm hearing you correctly. Learn your type. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah. As, a, as a therapist, I think one of the very first things I learned is awareness is everything. Like you can't do anything until you have awareness. That's why having a coach or a therapist or a community, I mean, you know, I was in Al-Anon for years, like awareness is everything. Mm -hmm. So yes, learning our type. And and so as a psychotherapist, my two genres really are nature and nurture. And the nature piece is our innate personality, how you were came out of your mama, how you were designed by God. This is your innate type. It is not meant to change, yet it does change because people try to morph Mm -hmm. into the wrong life for themselves. And then, of course, the nurture piece is how you were raised, your family of origin, how you were treated 
any traumas, your culture of origin. I mean, your birth order, where you were raised. I mean, there's so many different pieces, but yes, the number one thing and where I start with almost all of my clients is this innate piece, because I I would say, I would say 99.7% of my clients, friends, anybody I meet, um, their type in one way or another has been suppressed out of them because oftentimes we're raised in a family that that's not acceptable, right? So if you're raised by a family that's like, you're supposed to be an accountant and you want to like draw pictures for a living, that is not acceptable. And so you've got to figure out how do I live in this family that has these roles and rules and also still, you know, live up to the way that I'm supposed to be living in flow and in, in alignment and as, you know, living, you know, in the vortex as yeah. Abraham Hicks talks about it. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot to consider, but yeah, step one in my belief is always understanding your type. Okay. So where would someone go to do that? Yeah. So I've got a free quiz. I mean, on my website is jessicabutts.com. I think it's a great place to start. Um, I'm a Myers-Briggs expert, but then I also created my own methodology, which is the front seat life methodology, because what kills me is I see so many people like not know their letters, right? They're like, oh, I'm this like E G T, you know, Google or something. I'm like, uh-huh. ah, that kills me that people don't know. Mm-hmm. So I really created this framework around the front seat and the back seat so that people can understand. Uh, so the first step is taking the quiz, figuring okay. that out, and then really understanding. It's, I just like to simplify it. I like simple. I don't understand mm-hmm. why people try to make things so freaking complicated. Yeah. So through the years, I've written a couple of books. And and, you know, courses and all the stuff uh, to understand that you have two things that are in your front seat and it's the two middle letters. And so mm-hmm. that becomes your front seat. One is introverted and one is extroverted. So for you, it's thinking outside the box, being a big picture, helping your clients see the big picture, seeing things and patterns that maybe they're not seeing in their life or their business. Um, and then you're very logical. And so it's doing that with things as well as people. But in a logical, concrete manner, and you like to kind of research things and look things through, but your overarching picture is just to be like a brainstormer and help people in that way. And then my front seat is very similar because I'm an ENFJ, so we're a little similar, but mine is more around people. So you're probably really good with things and concepts uh, where mine is all about people, but it's still the big picture, thinking outside the box. Um, And that's why we're so rare. And then the backseat is understanding two parts. Uh, One is the thing you suck at. I mean, I wrote an entire book called Don't Do Stuff You Suck At because we live in this world uh, that tells us we're supposed to be well-rounded and it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of bullshit Mm -hmm. that we're supposed, we tell our kids this, as a you know Gen Xers, we were told like, you're supposed to be well-rounded and why don't you work on the things you're not good at? And I, fuck that. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. We only got so much time in this world. I'm doubling down and I'm dialing up my front seat. I am just doubling down on the things that I'm freaking awesome at the way that God designed me in this world, doubling down, dialing that up. And then the backseat stuff, I'm just hiring that stuff out Mm, because as a business owner, 
I need to be spending my time and energy, 80%, in fact, doing the things we're really good at. So Mari, the quicker you can you know, hire out spreadsheets, data, we already talked about having a podcast person to help you with this mm-hmm. podcast, like yep. your zone of genius is right now. Your right. zone of genius is not editing this. And the beautiful thing is that's someone else's zone exactly. of genius. Like, yes. And it's going to take your podcast editor a tenth of the mm-hmm. time it's going to take you to get it done because you suck at it. Right. But what most people do is that they're either trying to be well-rounded or they have defaulted their life and they've designed the wrong life for themselves. So they're unfortunately, they're doing all of this stuff around their personality type that is considered what I call your drunk uncle. <laughs> and that drunk uncle is like a drunk person, right? You're not going to do this podcast drunk. You're oh not going to sit down and see a client drunk. You would never <laughs> do that. Like the worst thing in the history of the world is I'm going to go have an important conversation with my partner while intoxicated, mm-hmm. like the number one worst time in the world to do that. So my idea is just have another drink, pass out, shut up, let mm-hmm. it go to sleep and try as much as possible to literally do 0% of that part of your personality. Because what happens is when we're doing that, our reptilian brain gets woken up. So all of us are animals. We are not that much different than a lot of animals. And when we are stressed out, Mari, we are stressed out. We are at our wits end. We are trying to do too many things. We are trying to be perfect. We are people pleasing. You are sitting at your desk at this job and oh my God, this overwhelming feeling is coming up. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Two things happen. We either we're animals, we fight or we flee. Yeah. Our reptilian brain starts like our prefrontal cortex flips up. There's no rational brain. Like in that moment at your desk, you could not use your prefrontal cortex. It was too late. And your reptilian brain took over and it was, I got to get the fuck out of here. Wow. I think that's such a relief that you said, hire it out. First of all, because what a lot of women here is give it up. Don't do it. And then since we're supposed to do everything, then a lot of balls would be dropped. And that's not what you're saying. You're saying outsource, get help, get support. Absolutely. It's the best thing you can do. And people say, oh, I can't afford it. You can't afford not to do it. Mm. Look what happened to you. Yeah. Let your story be the perfect story. You can't afford not to. I mean, I do couples counseling still and mm. I, you know, people just say, oh, I can't afford counseling. I'm like, do you know how expensive divorce is? Right. You can't afford not to. You're mm. going to get sick. You're going to something is going to happen. And yeah. so one of the best things we can learn is to ask your husband for help, to ask for help and to know what we suck at. And another thing Mm. that clients always ask is like, well, what do I have an assistant do? And I'm like, I literally outlined it in the book. Like it's everything Mm. in your drunk uncle thing. Everything there that you suck at is what either an assistant that that is their front seat Mm-hmm. Let them do that for you. Ask for help. Tell your spouse, I can't pay these bills. This is my backseat. I'm yeah. terrible at this. Or yeah. I cannot get the freaking groceries on order. Can we just do Amazon Prime or mm-hmm. HelloFresh or whatever? Like this whole thing that women in particular 
have to be so well-rounded and do everything is just, I think we're over it, right? Yeah, I, mean, I hope absolutely. that women are getting to a point of just, mama ain't playing this game no more. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. I don't mm-hmm. have to be the masculine and the feminine and running this business and doing all of the things in my life and my business. It's We got to hire this stuff out. And again, remembering that what you suck at is mm-hmm. someone else's front seat. Absolutely. That's what I love. I love my podcast editor so much because she loves helping me out and being my support. And I love being able to yep. be a client, right? It's brilliant once you are free enough to realize that we're all so different and we can actually support one another by, you know, offering opportunities for other women, particularly to live in their zone of genius or to live in their type. Yes, yes, yes. And the zone of genius really is your type. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little bit different. I mean, I think the zone of excellence. So for those who don't know, we're talking about Gay Hendricks book, The Big Leap. And he talks about the zone of competence, which is where, I mean, we all get scared, right? We're like, oh, wow, I'm pretty good at this. And I'm making pretty good money. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's like anybody who says they're fine. I'm like, okay, this is terrible. I'd actually mm-hmm. rather be terrible than fine. Mm-hmm. Fine is like the death of creativity. Mm-hmm. And when we're in the zone of competence, we get really scared. But when you jump up into the top two zones, your zone of excellence and your zone of genius, that really is your front seat. And it's just, again, dialing it in, dialing it up, and then just not going into those other zones. Just I'm just not even going to go there. Yeah. And it's having really real conversations with people like your spouse and just saying, hey, I need help and yeah. I need to hire this out, or I need you to pick up the slack, or I need our kids to start doing some of this crap or whatever it may be. And it is also the cycle of giving back, right? You hire a housekeeper or you, you know, order your groceries from a small business or uh, you hire a podcast editor or an Mm -hmm. assistant. I mean, you're really helping um, kind of the law of attraction keep flowing. Absolutely. I love that with the, with your partner asking for the help. Cause I don't know how long it took Tom and I, I 10 years, something stupid like that to realize like he's a pilot. So he actually is good at logistics and calendar and planning like, duh. So I love that. I, I literally just dump it on his plate and he's like, thank you. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Right. But if we're thinking of fascinating, it's amazing. Cause I'm like, that sounds like hell to me looking at a calendar all day and organizing travel plans and et cetera. Yeah. But what I can get really excited about is like, what are we going to do when we get there? Yeah. So let's pause here for a second. Cause I'm actually really curious. And I think this would be helpful for your listeners. Cause this is what women do. I think I shouldn't say that human beings do this, but I think women are probably even better at it is we tell a story. Mm. So you're married to Tom. Sounds like for a long time. How long have you been married? 16 years, 16 years. So you're telling a story Mm -hmm. that I got to do all this stuff that Tom doesn't want to do this. So I think women in particular, we do this martyry bullshit Mm -hmm. and we get all martyry of like, I have to do everything. I got to do the grocery shopping and I got to make the plans and I got to do this and I got to do that. And you know what happens in relationships is that roles and rules get established. And sometimes us women, we think Mm -hmm. it can be no other way. Hence this whole healing the hustle thing I'm doing right now is we get into this. I got to do this. I'm a J or I'm a N or I'm a strong woman. I'm independent. And we buy into this bullshit Mm -hmm. and it takes sometimes something like what happened to Mm -hmm. you to say, I need some help. And then what's amazing 
is allowing that person in our life, your partner, whoever it is, mm-hmm. to step up to the plate. Yeah. Because masculine and feminine energy is one yeah. of the most fascinating things I've ever learned is that two masculine energies, and it's regardless of your gender, two masculine energies cannot exist at the same time. So in a heterosexual relationship or a homosexual relationship Mm -hmm. for that matter, when the woman is trying to be this masculine all the time of like, I got it. This is how you load the dishwasher. You're not doing this right with the kids or I got to do this thing, right? It's always like, I got it. Yeah. The other partner, again, regardless of their gender, they have to take a step back wow. at some point. Yeah. They have to. Absolutely. Because two masculine energies cannot exist at the same time. Right. And so we have to learn how to balance that in our relationships. We're not always going to be equal. But in that moment when you said, Tom, I need help, he gets. Yes. He, I have Just, chills right now. I know. I do he too. gets to help you. Yeah. Instead of you saying, wow. I got it. I'm going to drive mm-hmm. myself to the hospital. I don't need your help. I'm yeah. fine. He got to help you. And my love language is acts of service. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, here's an opportunity to give me what I need. Yeah. And, and, and did, by the way, did he step up to the plate? So he was working nights at the time and I called him, you know, it would have been like for us two in the morning. Yeah. He was out of bed in a, in a minute. Yeah. Out so of bed here's in a what I also hear women's. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be so gender specific. People say mm. they are not going to do that. And I'm like, have you found oh. out yet? Have you asked the story? Have you given them the opportunity? You have a whole story mm. going on that they can't do that thing. Well, have you given them an opportunity? Wow. It's amazing what people will step up and do. If yeah. you quit being such a bossy little bitch. <laughs> yes. And you know, what's so interesting is the other day, my daughter was not feeling very well. And so she was feeling like she was going to get sick. And I said, babe, you need to wake me up in the middle of the night. If, if you get sick. Okay. She's 15. She could handle it on her own. And I'd like to be there for her. And she's like, but I, but I'm, I I think you'll be mad. And I I'm afraid to wake you up. And, and it's the same. It's like, just try it. Give me an opportunity to show you, I love you. And that I'll rub your back and I'll be there for you. It's the exact same opportunity. And I think it's easier sometimes to like, look at the the littles sometimes and say, Mm. oh, it's the same Mm. by me waking up Tom and saying like, Hey, I'm I'm having some anxiety. Can you like sit up with me and rub my back? It's the same. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And learning. And and by the way, again, this is not gender specific that Tom gets to do the same thing for you, honey. I'm super stressed out or I can't do this. And you or your daughter, you guys get to step up to the plate and help him as well. Because by the way, I have to say this before we move on is that masculine and feminine energy is within each of us. It has nothing to do with our gender. Every woman and every man has both masculine and feminine energy, but based on our type, we Mm -hmm. typically have more masculine or Mm -hmm. feminine energy, um, again, regardless of our gender. And so each of us at different times, we need help. We need help. So, okay. (laughs) <laughs> we are, I'm like, okay, I could go down. I know there's so, so many different many places we could go. <laughs> and can I just actually, this came up just the other night and I haven't, I haven't said it out loud, but we're yeah. just me Aya, and Tom, the three of us, the other two kids were somewhere else. We're talking and we're talking, oh, we're talking about anxiety and we're talking about crying. And Aya said, it really makes us feel weird, dad, when you cry. 
And I thought that was so vulnerable for her to say that, but then mm-hmm. also for us to have this really cool conversation about tears and mm-hmm. like, what do tears mean? And what does it say about dad? Or what does it say about you? Or what does it say about mom? And it kind of goes back to that masculine feminine energy of she picked up the memo. Boys don't cry mm-hmm. along the way. And so when dad shows up super vulnerable and emotional, and we yep. laughed about it and had great yep. conversation. Yep. But again, it's just like, let's normalize these different totally. masculine, feminine positions we can find ourselves in. Yes. Yes. It's 2021 for God's sake. We oh don't start God. normalizing this. I mean, yeah. and I love that you're having that conversation with your daughter. I mean, two things in there with your daughter. Number one, that she got an opportunity to ask you for help because she was repeating that pattern of yours of like, oh, I better yes. not wake mom up. I can't ask for help. And you saying, nope, you can. And then yeah, dad's cry. I mean, my God, dad's cry. And this needs to be perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Okay. So you said it can be no other way. That was a story. And then you oh. said, and then you mentioned heal the hustle. So you've been talking about healing the hustle mm-hmm. on social media. And it mm-hmm. has me very, very, very <laughs> curious because I think when S is, cause I think I'm like, oh my God, yes, let's do that. Let's do less. Cause I, I can make changes, right? I can make changes, but someone who maybe is more, I don't know, you're going to have more words around this that would scare someone. How do I do that? How in the world can I hustle less? Mm. How is that even available to me? Tell us about heal the hustle. Yeah. So this is, uh, I would say the third or fourth installment of kind of the, the whole front seat life methodology. Um, and part of it is my own story. So I'm 48. Uh, I'm going through menopause. Um, I do really, really believe, I mean, here's to the women having a hell of a time going through menopause. (laughs) It is a real thing. And we're not talking about it because this is also part of the patriarchy is right. We don't talk about this. Mm -hmm. Hormones are weird. You know, we're just not going to talk about it. So there's the nature and nurture of healing the hustle. So part of it is the outside world going through a pandemic my age specifically, uh, somebody, uh, my stepmother of 35 years passing away. And quite honestly, it is also a huge, huge factor of the world that we live in right now. We live and still in a world of the patriarchy. And so as a white woman, I just need to be very clear about this. As a white woman, my hustle looks different than a person of color, a woman of color, an immigrant. Um, We each are hustling in different ways. However, these are learned behaviors. In our world of social media right now, or entrepreneurship, or being a brand, I mean, it's fucking crazy mm. the things that are going going on in this world and watching even a younger generation being an influencer and whatever that means the hustle becomes a learned behavior it is learned for us to hustle to keep going as a woman we have to work harder That is a fact. Mm -hmm. And women of color have to work harder. People of color, men of color, they work harder. That is a fact. And if anybody just disagrees, you could probably stop listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you're not going to love what I have to say. But this is a reality in the patriarchy. We still live in a male, white male dominated world. So there's that part of it. It's age, it's evolution, it's the world of social media that we live in right now. And the learned behavior is I have to do more in order to survive. 
This mm. is a survival instinct. We are fucking anxious. We're more anxious mm-hmm. than we've ever been in yeah. our history of our world. Right. And it's primarily because of this. It is a learned behavior that I have to be available at all times. I have to be taking the perfect pictures. I have to be Instagramming. I have to be TikToking. I have to be showing myself out in the world. I have to get back to people. People have access to me at all times. It is an insane world. So people that talk about like, oh, I don't know why anxiety is higher than ever. (laughs) Friends, this is why we we are in a hustle culture. Yeah. And so healing the hustle is, again, part of that awareness, part of the awareness of the world that we live in, the expectations, and making a conscious choice to do a lot of things. I mean, this is a, a whole nother podcast episode of the things that we can do. But bottom line is it's understanding who we are, understanding this world, and then going more inward instead of outward. So the whole healing the hustle is like a bucket analogy and we are a bucket. Every single one of us has a hole in the bottom of our bucket from trauma, from our, again, family of origin, Mm. whatever's happened to us in the Mm. past, having to hustle because you're an immigrant, having to hustle because you were poor, uh, having to hustle because you're a woman or a person Mm. of color. The hole in our buckets are either a pin drop or there's no bottom. Mm. There's just no bottom. What we have been taught in our culture, in our world, is that we go outside of ourselves to fill that. Mm-hmm. We drink too much. We eat mm-hmm. too much. We're on social media. We're TikToking. We're over-sexing. We're over-exercising. Mm-hmm. We're addicted to shopping. This is a huge one. We're addicted to shit outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it. And we're like, why does this never feel better? Yep. Why does this never feel better? Yeah. And the obviously the answer is, oh my God, there's still a hole in the bottom of my bucket. Right. So my friend, part of healing the hustle is identifying this hole in our bucket. Mm-hmm. What is it? Where does it come from? Why is it there? I strongly believe a big part of that is your personality type, right? I work with exclusively these N women because they come to me and this is their default. They've built the wrong life for themselves. So identifying it, then we need to heal. We need to fix. We need to repair that hole in our bucket through coaching and counseling and like-minded mm. people and incre- amazing books and conferences and hanging out with people that are like us repairing mm-hmm. the hole in our bucket. And then lastly, it's tearing me up thinking about, it. I'm just so passionate about this. Yes. And lastly is then going out and then filling it in the way for us. Yeah. And so what I have learned in my BHAG in this world my big hairy audacious Mm. goal is to get intuitive women like us to realize we need to do that different. Mm -hmm. That the way that muggle world people Mm -hmm. fill their bucket is different than how we fill our bucket. And part of that hole in the bucket is what is wrong with me? Why isn't this fulfilling? Why can't I sit at this corporate job? Why am I not happy in this marriage? Why do I not want a white picket fence? Mm. Why is this unfulfilling for me? Why do I constantly need to be doing things and reading more and going to school and learning? And part of that is learning, having awareness, understanding your type because ends are more likely to hustle, thinking women more likely to hustle, and J's 
are more likely to hustle. So if you're any one of those or one of those three, your need and desire to hustle innately, again, there's nature and nurture, but innately is very strong. And so we've got to, we got to like identify it, Mm -hmm. then start repairing it and then fill it in a whole new way for us that works for us. I got so many visuals with that explanation that I love. I love a visual. Mm-hmm. And I also was anticipating it to go differently. I was anticipating oh. you were talking about, you know, food and clothing, like we're filling the bucket, right? With the things, the outside things, the outside things. And I was anticipating finding a different way to fill it. Mm-hmm. My mind did not go to repair, mm-hmm. to repairing the whole first. And so I can't be the only one who thought that way, right? What's the Okay, there's a problem. Let's not worry about the whole. Let's fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. What am I putting in first? So I think this is brilliant. And also, tell me if I'm wrong, Jessica, but a lot of times when we think of a hole in our bucket or life, we think of it's uh, our fault. Yeah. It's really, we just start judging and shaming and um, putting labels on ourselves because yeah. we even have a hole. Nobody's supposed yeah. to have a hole, right? Yeah. Number uh, one, that it's our fault yes. or that it is a fault. Yes. And the quicker we can realize that we're all fucked up, mm-hmm. literally every single one of us is fucked up in some way. Mm -hmm. We need to just get over it. I tell parents this all the time. Hey, Mari, you're a mom. You are fucking up your kid right now. Just, you just are. It's impossible not to, it's impossible (laughs) to live in this world and not have some sort of trauma. And people Mm -hmm. think trauma needs to be, you know, I was raped or I saw Mm -hmm. a murder or something. Mm -hmm. Trauma is simply a teacher told you that you were stupid. That is something that you carry with you your entire life. So would that be part of the whole? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And so this is, Mm. so as a therapist and doing this for 10 years, I think one of the biggest themes that I see, and I'm so glad that you brought, I'm so glad, first of all, that you were honest about that, because I think you're right. Your listeners were probably thinking the same thing, is that I don't want to look at the whole. Uh. Because what most people think is, if I focus on the whole, I'm never, I'm, I, I hear this is a lot. If I start crying, I'm never going to stop. Oh, like, or if I identify that thing, yeah. I'm going to stay stuck in it. And I'm going to tell you right now, nothing is further from the truth. So being a couples therapist for as long as I was, mm-hmm. I always would, I don't want to talk about the affair. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about the affair. We're going to stay stuck there. And I'm like, you're here. Trust me. Mm-hmm. What we need to talk about for a long time, uh, you know, a couple weeks or a month or whatever, mm-hmm. we need to talk about the affair. The we hole. need to talk about the trauma. We need to talk about yeah. the whole. Let's talk about the whole. Because yeah. what happens is we talk about it, we identify it, we look at it, and then we repair it, and then we can move on. The biggest problem is people never look at it. And so therefore it stays with you forever and ever and ever and ever. It comes in your backpack. It's like part of your skin suit. But when the exact opposite is true, right? When we identify it, look Mm -hmm. at it and then repair it, magic happens, sister. Magic happens. Wow. I'm so glad that I asked that question and that you gave us that visual Mm -hmm. so that we can really like talk about trauma as just a hole in a bucket. Like it's 
we all have them. I love that you said that. We're all fucking other people up. We're all messed all up. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. We're not alone in a, that. I just got in a fight with my partner this past weekend and I just was like, this is my trauma. You're mm-hmm. triggering my trauma. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I mean, it was such an epiphany for him. He was just like, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm like, no, this is about me. I'm yes. freaking out right now. Like you are triggering my core mm-hmm. wound as a child. And it was just like this whole epiphany of then he could hug me yes. and we repaired. And it was like, baby, I'm so sorry. And oh. I'm like, now, you yeah. know, and yeah. it's, it's not about him. It's about, it was about me Absolutely. in that moment of like, you are triggering this crazy old trauma wound. But if I don't know what that wound is, uh, right. we're never going to identify it. We're going to keep spinning yes. in these cycles. Yep. It's like for years, I mm-hmm. see couples spin in these cycles. Yeah. I'm, I am, uh, you know, on the podcast, I've, I've, I've uh, interviewed my marriage, our marriage therapist on the podcast. Awesome. I'm very, very open about and transparent Brilliant. about yeah the work that we must, in my mind, we must continue to do. Love it. Okay. Um, so I could talk to you for another three hours <laughs> and, and, and we need to wrap this up, but oh. I know you have like, I don't like peaked interest, right? Like where can I get, I know everybody, including myself is oh, where can I get more? Where can I get more? Tell us where are you at? What are you offering? How can yeah. we find you and tap into healing our personal, our own hustle? Thank you. That's super sweet. A couple things. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm in middle of a transition, which feels really good. So it's my 10 year business anniversary. Um, and I've been just in full transparency. I've been hustling my ovaries off, uh, for 10 years, for mm-hmm. 10 years. And it's what I wanted to be doing, but it was post-divorce and this was my identity and I've been mm-hmm. hustling. So I've done a gazillion things and I'm now ready to put them all in one offering. I'm over yeah. it. I'm over like all the different things. So yeah. I am starting September 13th, the front seat life collective where all five of my courses, both of my books, my upcoming book, uh, everything I've ever done for 10 years, including live coaching with me still and individual coaching is available in one place. So mm-hmm. you can find that on jessicabutts.com. It's a membership. It's ongoing. It's amazing. Okay. It's super like-minded people. Um, and then I also offer private coaching. So I do that. That's also at jessicabutts.com. I love doing private sessions. It's my jam. It feels super connected. Um, I love doing that. So you can find that there or the Front Seat Life Collective. Uh, I My playground is Instagram. I love me some good Insta stories. Um, I'm starting to dabble in TikTok, but basically um, Instagram, I'm Front Seat Life at Instagram dabbling in some TikToks these days because they're just fun. Uh, But yeah, jessicabutts.com and the Front Seat Life Collective specifically. So thank you. Oh my God. So exciting. Yeah. So exciting. Okay. uh, I'm healing my hustle. I'm healing my hustle. Like I am healing my hustle. I just was like, I am launching like five times a year. This is insane. And I just was like, I need to take my own advice and just put everything together in one low price for the ease of my clients and for the ease of me. And by the way, anyone who's listening, you can do this too. You can heal your hustle in your entrepreneur world. And if anybody (laughs) from watching from afar ish, right. If anybody is walking their talk, you are Mm. embodying that right Mm. now. I see it in a lot of shit you you're doing. And so it doesn't feel like this new 
thing. It feels like you said, like a collection, Mm -hmm. a culmination of everything that you've been doing over the last 10 years in this like pretty perfect package. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. Thank you. Okay. So as I end all my episodes, I'm curious uh, about what living on purpose means to Jessica. Mm. Yeah. So living on purpose, uh, always to me, and I, I love that this correlates so well to, I think my message in my life is <laughs> it's going to get me teary again is having the ovaries, uh, right? That's the female version mm-hmm. of having balls, having mm-hmm. ovaries to live an unorthodox life. And so living on purpose to me is choosing. It was a choice to leave corporate America. It was a choice to leave the marriage that was not right for me. It is a choice to be an entrepreneur. It is a choice to live a life that is designed for me, not that the world thinks I should be in. And so to me, that is my choice of living on purpose. Mm -hmm. In addition, that I'm a very strong believer that your life can evolve in so many different ways, that it doesn't have to stay conservative. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to stay constant. It doesn't have to stay the status quo. Mm -hmm. It truly and quite literally can be anything that you want it to be if you choose to look at it like a choose your own adventure book, which Mm -hmm. is if you stop at any given chapter, it stops. But you have to keep opening the next chapter. You've got to leap. You've got to open the next chapter, go on the next date, move, sell your house, write a new book, go through perimenopause and be open about it. Like Mm -hmm. whatever the next chapter is, that is living on purpose versus suppressing yourself. Or again, even your word, like the default word, it's just oppression. It's dialing it down. I just want people to fucking die dial it up, like just be more of who you are and live on purpose and be a freak. If you're a freak and just let your freak flag fly. And that is just the embodiment of my life. And quite honestly, I believe until the day I die, I hope to be helping women do the same. Yeah. Oh my God. That's you are a gift. Oh, thank you. That definition was a gift. And also it felt like a permission slip. Yes. That's I what think, it felt quite like. honestly, I feel like a lot of women just need permission and they need yeah. to hear your story and my yeah. story and know that, Hey, I, 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 I let me be real. It was not easy. I never yeah. want to tell people like, Oh, it was a cakewalk. Right. Oh, those, right. you know, those five years where I left my marriage and was broke <sighs> as a joke and blah, 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 blah. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. easy, but mm-hmm. it was the most fulfilling time of my entire mm-hmm. life, even to date, yeah. like being empowered and struggling and, and yeah. doing it. But yeah. yeah, you're right. And thank you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put a pin in it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. You, you, like, as I said, I'm going to reiterate, you're a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the living on purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.